developing skills is always good, but also recognizing what is and is not the right fit is really, really important. It's always easier to find out what you don't want to do. If, if you, you know, get that feeling, then, you know, figure out something different. Like, don't just stay stuck in that cycle. You'll be very unhappy. So, Alyssa Devine, welcome to the You Are a Lawyer podcast. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Um, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, so, I was so excited to prepare, like, as I was getting ready for the recording, because you went to Indiana University, McKinley School of Law. I live in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yay, Midwest. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so let's talk about your background. What led you to law school? So I um, kind of was one of those, no, like, college and no bands. I thought I wanted to be, you know, this and that and that and kind of switched a couple of times. I originally went to college thinking I wanted to be a veterinarian, actually. Loved animals. Um, but then I uh, got got into like organic chemistry and those types of things. And I was like, oh, I'm not so sure this is for me. Let's find something else. Mm-hmm. And then I actually got into uh, criminal justice. So, yeah, it's uh, quite quite a journey. But... And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to be a federal prosecutor. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to law school and be a federal prosecutor. And then the more I learned about that role, I didn't think that was a good fit either, uh, mostly because of the um, emotional toll that kind of job takes. Okay. And I don't, I, I didn't see myself doing that long term. So I was like, okay, let's find something different. So, you know, in law school, they have, you know, a ton of different events and lectures. So I, you know, attended a bunch of those and I got stuck on intellectual property. Like I kept coming back to that. And then I also, you know, by talking to a lawyer, other lawyers and doing informational interviews, I, I recognized that business and intellectual property are, are very, very closely intertwined. So in order to be a really good intellectual property lawyer, I needed to understand business and vice versa. Yeah. So um, my law school had a joint JD MBA program uh, and I was like, okay, like I, you know, this is going to be really hard, but I think it's going to be worth it. So I sort of just, you know, ju- <laughs> jumped in uh, that process and it, it was really hard and it's, it's certainly not for everybody, but I, I made it work. I yeah. made it work. And um, I do not regret my path. I think I think right now I'm, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So, do you think earning your MBA was so difficult while you were in law school, or do you think because the subject matter is just so different, it was difficult? I think the time management was the most difficult part. It it was a little it was a little kind of disorienting, um, especially in the beginning because. It, they're very, very different environments. Mm. Uh, law school traditionally is a lot more competitive and more individual type of work, whereas the MBA program is very, very collaborative. It's all about the teamwork. It's all about team projects. Um, there are a lot more speaking types of types of like tasks that you have to do. Okay. So it's. Um, they were, I, w- I don't want to say they're opposite of each other, but they they were very, very different. And I think that 
kind of doing both at the same time allowed me to recognize a lot of different things, such as the uh, almost constant uh, clash between, you know, the best business decision versus the best legal decision. So I recognize that that was a, that was a kind of warring conflict that, that is, you know, comes up frequently. So, and I try to help my clients with those types of things. So, you know, I can, you know, educate them about, you know, the law, the business, and, you know, it's ultimately up to them to make that decision. But Uh, my job is to make sure they have, they make that informed decision. Yeah. In fact, I love that you brought that up, that it's not so much a conflict, but just the different approaches to how they learn, how they're studying, how you present in class. Um, And then also a lot of your clients are business owners, influencers, musicians. And Mm -hmm. so with you having that practical experience from being in an MBA program, learning how businesses function, right? I think that it was perfect for you to, to end up specializing in helping businesses and and companies and influencers and things like that so absolutely absolutely and we're in a really interesting time with technology yeah and you know the law is always always trying to catch up with technology so we're you know trying to apply you know 20 30 or 30 year old laws to to like ai and all this stuff Mm -hmm. so we're uh it's a it's a very interesting time for lawyers it's a very interesting time um, off the record, <laughs> okay. I actually have a part-time job as an assistant at Abercrombie & Fitch in their marketing brand okay. department. And it's so amazing because they're like, even things they did five years ago with paid media is not the same now. And so I couldn't even, Yeah. as a lawyer, I watch and I'm like, oh, I'm sure the laws are, if not irrelevant, do not remotely apply, right? Because right. this wasn't around. And then maybe the cases that yeah. you have are all related to Facebook, which is not TikTok, right? It's it's very mm-hmm. different. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so, well, when I'm talking about like the conflicts between like business and 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 legal, a really good example actually is Barbie. Mm. You know, everybody's uh, talking about Barbie. You see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. Yeah. And you know, I, I actually see a lot of infringement. What I would consider infringement from, you know, an intellectual property standpoint, but it's not in Mattel's best interest to go after these infringers because that would deter them from seeing the movie, which is what they ultimately want. They want profit. They want people to go see the movie. So they're not going to go after infringers, which would be the best legal decision. Yeah. But the best business decision is to let it go. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of thing I, you know, try to identify and, and just kind of educate people about. Yeah. But it's, um, it's so beneficial that you can see both sides, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, being a lawyer, I knew, okay, I'm going to start this podcast. I have to have it in the name of the LLC. You know, I just have to do those things to protect myself. That's just how I think. But mm-hmm. running a business, right? The first time somebody was like, can I pay you to run ads? I don't know. I was like, um, I can write the contract for that, but what what I do as a business person, right? They are very different because, Mm -hmm. you know, within the law, you can be creative in certain aspects, but as a business owner, it's it's a different kind of creativity. And they're both Mm -hmm. not difficult, but they both can be. And so anyway, the fact that you have mastered both of them, (laughs) at least and have degrees in them, kudos (laughs) to you. Kudos to you. 
yeah it's uh it's it's been a long journey it's been it's been challenging but uh but it is very beneficial to have that sort of multiple perspectives and i also credit a lot of the you know the diversity of experiences that i had in law school i did i did over like 10 internships mm. and you know uh during law school and you know worked worked for you know four judges the state and federal level worked for um you know two in-house counsel departments worked for you know law firms worked for a couple of professors like i mean if i could fit it in my schedule i i did it yeah i did it so i i credit a lot of you know my skills to that as well so were all of these internships for you to try to see are would i be interested in that or were you just you know um kind of trying to get experience with everything um i think initially it was just trying to get a lot of experience but as i kind of kept coming back to this you know this this attraction this passion for intellectual property and it's you know it's it's connection to business um i sort of like i think maybe second third and also maybe maybe fourth year a little bit it was more okay like what what opportunities are there for skills that i want to develop and you know can i put that can i make that work with my schedule that's that's kind of what it was so the the two kind of main things i kept hearing from you know attorneys and you know even some professors and stuff is that new new attorneys you know associates first year associates they uh don't know how to write and they don't know anything about business so i was like okay so how do i remedy this i'm gonna go work for judges you know, the best legal writers that there are. So that was, you know, kind of part one, part two, you know what, they have this MBA program, I'm going to go for it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know, invest in myself and, and just go for that. And uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say how pioneering of you, <laughs> right? You weren't <laughs> like, well, they said, I'm just like everybody, okay, I'll keep it like that. You were like, no, how can I tackle that so I can be the exception? That's awesome. Yeah. I just, I kept hearing those themes and, and, and yeah, tried to just kind of recognize, look for and recognize, you know, those opportunities that, that would help, help me get to where I wanted to be. Okay. So yeah. the reason why I keep asking these questions and headed down this path is because you own a business, right? You own Purple Fox mm -hmm. Legal. Yeah. Of course, I got to ask, where did the name come from? And the second question <laughs> is, did you ever anticipate being a business owner before law school, right? Like when you were younger or even in high school, did you ever have dreams of owning your own business? Okay. Uh, loaded, a couple of loaded questions there, but that's okay. <laughs> no. So the name, then it was really important for me to come up with something that was very distinctive. This was, I mean, I, I, I created this business in September of 2021, like right in the middle of the pandemic, like everything was online. There were so many restrictions for any kind of, you know, in-person event or interactions. So it had to be distinctive online. And I was very adamant about not using my last name because that's what all the other lawyers did, or most of them at least. Uh, so I wanted something that was a strong trademark that was easy to pronounce, uh, had an available domain name, social media handles, all, all those sorts of things. Uh, but uh, kind of, you know, did, did a lot of research, but uh, ultimately came up with Purple Fox Legal. So purple represents creativity and wisdom. And then Fox represents 
cleverness and also getting out of tricky situations, which is what a lawyer helps out with sometimes. Um, and uh, it, 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 I've, you know, kind of worked with, a, you know, a branding agency and to come up with sort of a more abstract logo, something very modern. Um, because I think, mo you know, being, being modern and, and innovative and, um, you know, you know, test, testing things with AI, like how can, you know, how can we use AI to help, help our business? Those kind of things are really, really important as an entrepreneur, um, which kind of conflicts with my, my legal side a little bit, because my legal side's uh, kind of arguing, oh, no, no, don't do this, like, you know, but, uh, but that's, that's, uh, that's part of the journey. That's part of the journey. And that's part of what makes this really rewarding. But uh, to answer your second question, did I ever want to be a business owner? I would say that was a be a strong no. I definitely, <laughs> I did not ever want to be a business owner when I was younger. My my introduction to entrepreneurship was actually through my grandfather. So he's he's a farmer. He has been his whole life, and uh, I you know watched him um, you know really struggle. I mean that that's a really hard profession in general, and like not even kind of like not even talking about like the physical risks that there are. Like there are a lot of business risks too. So, you know, there, there's the weather. You can't control the weather. You cannot mitigate that risk. So, the, um, but just recognizing that is important. And, but he could spray pesticide so that, you know, insects and other critters uh, didn't literally eat up his profits. So uh, trying to figure out what, what risk you can mitigate is important as well. But I, I saw that struggle and I was like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. But then I go, but then later on, as I grow up, you know, in graduate law school, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> so it's kind of ironic. It is ironic, but also it probably planted a seed where you were like, mm -hmm. even if you didn't use the phrase mitigate the risk, you probably were like, you're watching, mm -hmm. you're observing. And you're like, but who would handle that? Mm -hmm. Right. And so now you become yeah. a lawyer and you have, yes, do this. No, don't do that. It's pretty black and white until you actually start practicing and you find out it's all gray. Mm -hmm. And then you're also studying to own a business or get your MBA and you're like, oh, everything is technicolor. So you have all the, all the aspects going. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Okay. So Something I, like that. Something like that. <laughs> so I've never heard anyone say I wanted a really strong trademark. The website was available. I love that. I was expecting... You know, my favorite color is purple. When I was growing up, I have no. a, a dog named Fox. Nope. So I love that. Nope. You were like, I <laughs> none of that. <laughs> okay. It's all about the trademark. I wanted, I wanted to walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. You know, I have a trademark registration. Like I'm, I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I tell other people. Yeah. I think, I think that, you know, adds some credibility. So. It does. And it is, I mean, it's fun to say purple Fox legal and you know, who's your lawyer? Mm, purple yeah. Fox, purple Fox. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I want to jump back into um, where you're from and no, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. The reason why I was asking about, you know, you going to law school and all that is because you actually live in Nashville right now. What took you to Tennessee? So I would, I would say I chose Nashville more than I chose Tennessee. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, my, I just, I, I just really, really was passionate about intellectual property. And I wanted to be, you know, in a, you know, medium or larger size city, but I also wanted there to have some sort of, you know, 
creative community or, um, you know, a part of the entertainment industry. So, you know, I was looking at like New York and LA as well, but I was like, you know what, like, I think Nashville makes sense. And, you know, unfortunately there were some people in my life that strongly discouraged me from taking the Tennessee bar. And that was, you know, difficult because, you know, these were people I trusted, but I just kind of felt like I had worked too hard to settle and I should just kind of put, you know, go all in and just pursue this path. And I did, and it's worked out pretty well so far. So I'm, I'm glad that I did that. Are you from Indiana? Is that how you ended up in law school? Yes, I am from Indiana. Okay. Um, and uh, yes, chose chose Indiana University. Um, and uh, I I like Indianapolis. It's great. They're just you know, I just didn't graduate in a great year. Uh, you know, May twenty twenty, pretty much the worst year to graduate ever. Um, so, uh, but that allowed me to you know to to go down this path and to go to Nashville. And since then, I have you know become a part of this really amazing female entrepreneurship community you know very authentic very genuine and it's uh I've not experienced or heard of anything else like it and I've you know I've actually talked to people you know who who you know visit Nashville and they kind of say the same thing like oh this is like really unique and I'm just really grateful to be you know be a part of that community and um you know where women really support each other because like you know we Traditionally, you always had, you know, the men making business deals on the golf course or, or kind of wherever those traditional things. But, but, you know, I think during the pandemic, a lot of women were asking, well, where's our space? Where's our space? What so, um, yeah. yeah. So in Nashville, that's, uh, that's been addressed a little bit and, and we have spaces now. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So let's talk about a little bit deeper into owning a business, right? You graduate May, 2020. Mm-hmm. middle of a worldwide shutdown, if not pandemic, definitely here in the U.S. Everything right. is closed. Um, you're looking for a job. You have an MBA. You have a JD. Yes. yes. Where did you start working or did you directly open your own farm and hang out your own shingle? What happened? Yeah, so that was, yeah, very, very tough for me. Um, I was fortunate enough to continue a part-time job that I started during my last year of school up until the time that I had to start studying for the bar. So I was, I was a little bit lucky in that regard, but you know, they weren't in a position to offer me a full-time job because, you know, their business was suffering too. The pandemic made it, you know, made most, if not all businesses, you know, suffer in some way. So I, you know, I took the bar and then, um, I worked, I actually worked part-time at Macy's until I got my bar results. And then, um, I was like, okay, like, what do I do now? Like, what, what should I do? And I'm like, I kind of asked myself that a couple of times and I, I came to the conclusion that I should, you know, work as an independent contractor, like in addition to like searching for a full-time job and, you know, by, by about August, September of, of 2021, I was just kind of at the point, like, I'm not really doing what I want. Like, I, I need to do something different. And yeah, I kind of kind of did the all in, uh, the you know, jumping all in approach again. But it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a um, 
you know, quick decision. Like I'd been, I'd been thinking that this was going to be a possibility since February of 2020. And I had been researching, reading and watching all kinds of videos about business, not just about running a law firm, but just running a business. And so it, I did a lot of, pre, you know, planning. It wasn't, it, I didn't just like decide that. And I think, I think planning is very, very important both, both before and, and, you know, while somebody's, you know, managing a business, it's can help prevent a lot of headaches in the future. You know, for like trademarks, for example, so a lot of people will start a business, but they don't do any sort of trademark clearance search or alternatively, they'll, they'll search for the exact same name in the USPD, USPTO database and think, oh, nobody's using the exact same name. So it's, you know, it's okay to use. Well, that's not really how trademark law works. So, you know, there, there are people who sometimes infringe on other people's rights and then they have to rebrand. Well, then they've thrown away all of that goodwill and that brand equity that they've invested in for however many years, and they have to start all over. But that could have that was preventable. That was preventable with with a trademark clearance search, a comprehensive trademark clearance search. Yeah, and again, in my mind, I'm seeing that conflict of business and legal, right? Mm -hmm. Because oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do it. Let's go. I'm the dreamer business owner. And the lawyer's yeah. like, but have you checked the receipts? <laughs> you need to look for all of these things. Because yeah. like, even with this podcast, I started it while I was working at a law firm and it was in the IP department. And I'm like, okay. So I grabbed all the social media names one year and then I was still dragging my feet because I was just scared to start. And so then the next year I'm like, well, I want to start using it, right? Because your trademark is the government recognizing your use. So let me start using it. And then... I finally launched like April, 2020. So yeah, I know I was, I was at home recording. I was like, this is fun. And then everything shut down and everybody was obsessed with zoom anyway. And I was like, well, right. come on over here. Record like, with yeah. Me. Yeah. So make, it was a good yeah. Time for make lemonade out of lemons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't know lemons or lemonade was coming, but um, we made it work. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So never expected to own a business and now you're a business owner. Went to law school right. because you thought you were going, no, went to school to become a veterinarian and then <laughs> yes. switch that, right? Yes. But I, what I'm finding in your journey is that you're incredibly successful. You're working with these business owners and all these creatives. And it, I mean, like you created this whole life that you didn't even anticipate, right? So I think that yeah. is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So Alyssa, do you have any kind of advice for law students or young lawyers five years practicing or less about what they can do with their law degree? I think my advice might be a little different for, you know, law students versus lawyers. Okay. So for law students, um, you know, and I've, I've had law students come to me who are interested in practicing intellectual property entertainment law. And, you know, I, you know, unfortunately I hear that, you know, when they contact other attorneys that the other attorneys don't like, you know, get back to them. So I would say to, you know, try not to, you know, take that personally, mm -hmm. but also don't give up because making relation, you know, uh, you know, maintaining relationships and, and just, you know, meeting new people is really, really important. I did not recognize the importance of relationships until probably my second year of law school. And then I networked like crazy, Okay, <laughs> which was, which is good, but. I honestly wish I'd started much, much earlier. And 
I would also say maybe don't even, I, I wouldn't even, you know, limit it to the legal field necessarily. Because, you know, if, if you're, if you're kind of wanting to do the traditional lawyer you know, path, uh, you're going to be expected to bring in clients. Mm. So you're going to have to know, you know, business owners or other people as well. So just kind of like develop a wide network of, of people, but also, you know, kind of do it intentionally. Don't just meet people for the sake of meeting people. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, I think my main advice for, for law students, uh, for lawyers, I would say, um, just keep learning. Um, don't get discouraged. And, you know, you're not, this is, we're in a different environment. Like we, we don't, we do not have the society where you go to work for a company for 30, 40 years. Like we can change jobs. That's acceptable. That's expected. And that's okay. So I think, you know, developing skills is always good, but also recognizing what is and is not the right fit is really, really important. Find out, it's always easier to find out what you don't wanna do, but you know, if, if you, you know, get that feeling, then, you know, figure out something different. Yeah. Like don't just stay stuck in that cycle. You'll be very unhappy. Yeah, you will. And what I keep hearing is kind of like an undercurrent is that like everything is figureoutable. <laughs> you With made time. it to law school. You can figure out what to do, right? And so if you're a young lawyer practicing and you're like, uh, this isn't really me, maybe you should run your own business. Maybe you should switch mm -hmm. to a different firm, right? And so like what you're yeah. saying is you're not stuck. Um, even if you're a law student, mm -hmm. if you're interested, yeah. okay, let me talk to some lawyers, but also let me talk to business owners. Let me talk to, mm -hmm. just talk to people. <laughs> because yeah, exactly. Yeah, things are a lot different now. And I think the shift is so... When people talk about, oh, I had a job for 35, 50 years, yes, that sounds absolutely wild, but also yeah, what job could you have that wouldn't change 35, 50 times in that amount mm -hmm. of time that you were there, right? Like mm -hmm. even just the world yeah. is faster now than it used to be. So mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Just, I agree. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, you've been out of school three years and you own your own yeah. firm and you're rocking it. So it like- Seems like a lifetime ago, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because everyone should be inspired that like they can do it. They can change their mind. They can take a risk, you know? And if you don't know something, look, research it, look it up. That's what Alyssa did. She was like, well, let me go get an MBA. Let me read about this. Let me do that. Let me do that. Right. So, so if you are listening to this on Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube music, Amazon music, all the places, Thank you so much. And I want to remind you that this podcast is available on YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hello. <laughs> and if you're not watching, there are new episodes every single week on You Are Lawyer on YouTube. Okay. So back into the interview with Alyssa Devine. Well, Alyssa, I really hope the audience is really inspired by that. We've learned so much about you. And Purple Fox, you heard it here first. <laughs> now we know the origin story. Okay. <laughs> So thank you so much for talking to everyone and you have a great day. Thank you for inviting me. I had a great time. It was a pleasure. Um, and I look forward to hearing more episodes in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Bye.